0: Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on a glorious week in the state of Texas. I'm here in our new studio. This is an in house studio for Texas Values. I'm going to say Valerie because Valerie Swanson, Representative Swanson, is going to be our guest today. She's going to be the very first guest that we're streaming and we're recording and we're live on Facebook in the new in house studio for Texas Values. I'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. This show is about faith, family, and freedom and about the courts, the legislature in the media. We've been doing this show for over four years, close to five years running now, and we're excited to take things into the next generation. But some things never change when it comes to Texas values, and that's doing the work on the ground. And there's been a lot of that work this week. And that's why we've got a great guest this week. Valerie Swanson is a state representative from the greater Houston area. She has been serving in the legislature for many years, but serving in her community for decades. And so it's great when I see members that come into the legislature, we've worked on issues before, and to also see them now represent constituents. Representative Swanson, welcome back to the Texas Values Report.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. And hello to all your followers.
0: Absolutely. So if you're watching us on Facebook, like it, share it, put it in groups. We're going to go on for about 20 25 minutes. Swanson's is going to is going to stay with us for a bulk of that and then I'm going to got some commentary on that, but we've got really some breaking and up-to-date information because you and I and many others were a part of a very long Texas House hearing earlier this week. Many people know one of the key issues on the special call, special session call by Governor Abbott, is the state Women's Sports Bill. And it's very simple. Biological boys should not be competing in sports. This relates in the high school level. And the bill, all the bill does is say that when it comes to sports, you look at the birth certificate closest at birth. As I say it, the bill is about making sure When you're involved in athletics, everybody plays by the same rule.
1: Absolutely, Jonathan. I really appreciate you and Texas Values bringing me this bill probably about a year ago. And we've been all been working on it ever since. And it has been a very, very timely issue. When we first started pushing this in the legislature, Back in January, people were not that familiar with it and didn't think it was happening much. But as it became an issue worldwide and in many other states, it has really picked up the number of people who are just demanding that we get something done to protect our girls in UIL sports.
0: Well, and look, speaking of UIL, there was a representative from UIL. This is the University Interscholastic League. Essentially, this is a state agency, a state entity, a group of individuals that set policies and rules. As it relates to extracurricular activities, it's a long word, uh, in the state of Texas and more so for sports. That's what people think about it. But there are other things that they cover as well. And they, they have someone testify. They have continued to receive an increase in calls and messages in inquiries in requests as it relates to people trying to change their birth certificate. There is no question that in the state of Texas, we have seen a dramatic increase in people trying to change their birth certificate, trying to transition, so to speak, from male to female. And we see across the country there is a growing concern. There are documented cases, including in the state of Texas, where you have these situations happening, where you have biological boys or men that are competing in women's sports. And in some cases, we've had situations where people lost opportunities. They've lost races. There's been a real price to pay for some people. But before the problem has gotten any worse and really just um, gotten much more uh, to a point where you can't control it, we're, able, we're in a position to do something. So I want to reset things for people. The Texas Senate has passed a version of this bill numerous time. I've testified on it. Members of our committee, hundreds of people have gone to hear it The Texas House has yet to bring a bill like this to the floor. And really, the struggle was getting out of committee. So a new committee took up this issue, the Constitutional Rights and Remedies Committee that's chaired by Representative Trent Ashby, had a really productive hearing the other night that ended about 10.30 or 11. And so the bill got voted out of committee. So now we're headed to the House floor. This is House Bill 25. And, you know, there's about a week and a half left in the special session. for Representative Swanson, I think there's, there's enough Time to get this
1: done. Absolutely. It, we, it's a short amount of time, but it is enough time. Uh, the speaker assures us that we still have enough time. There are a lot fewer rules on deadlines in the special session, as you know, and we can get things done very quickly. And the Senate has assured us that if we get it over there, they will vote it out quickly and send it to the governor.
0: Well, and look, we've had so many women that have come forward that have testified in the House, Senate, that, that have made the case very strong. You've seen parents come to these committees. Hearings. Our organization has had over 55,000 messages sent through our system just this year, telling Texas House and Senate members that they support legislation like this. You've got a majority of the House members, just about every Republican. There are beliefs that even some Republicans will support this on the House floor. And so everything's lining up really well for this to finally get done. And, And it's likely this might be the last special session. But, you know, look, for the left, the liberals, if you will, it doesn't matter if it's the heartbeat ball, if it's election integrity, if it's border security. Um, if it's protecting boys, uh, excuse me, pre- having laws protect girls from having boys play in their sports, all of those issues, they're really sort of aligned against them. And so it would make sense that people that see this as a common sense issue would also stand together. And it's really one of the last things, one of the last few things uh, left from the regular session, but definitely important. And, and I think all of that lines up to really the best opportunity we've had to make sure we put a very simple bill, but important bill in law.
1: You're absolutely right, Jonathan. And we are probably the number one bill that will be taken up next week on Tuesday is the redistricting map for the Texas House. And of course, then we'll have to send that to the Senate. The Senate will um, send us their version or they already have. We'll vote on their version of that but I'm very hopeful that this bill, House Bill 25, will be on the floor to be voted on next Wednesday. Um, that's not set yet, but I would urge all your listeners to please write your legislator, write the the governor, the speaker, and ask them to do whatever it takes to get this bill passed this time.
0: Well, look, I'm going to ask people to do two. Okay, number one, I say send an email to the Constitutional Rights and, and Remedies Committee, and, and, and thank you. The ones that that supported it, tell them thank you for helping this bill get it forward. And then reach out to your representative and, and the governor and the speaker as well. We know the governor's consistently put this on the call. Um, and but there's been a lot of question about as it relates to Speaker Phelan, because this bill hasn't passed the House. So I think a message of encouragement to the speaker and showing, hey, we're behind you. You know, there's a lot of support for this. I think it goes a long way. And sometimes people forget that. I'm going to tell you, the left is going to ratchet things up and they're going to turn the volume up between now and next week. Because they know if this bill passes the House. The Senate's going to get it done. And so they're going to call out all their friends. They're going to come out, pull all the bags of tricks out. We have got to stand together on a common sense issue. And I think there are a lot of Democrats that are with us that if this bill goes to the floor in the Texas House, you'll see them vote in favor of it as well. I saw you got some good support you know, yesterday after the bill passed and we all you know, caught our breath. Uh, Congressman Chip Roy sent out some good stuff on social media. Uh, Senator Don Buckingham I saw had a post. A lot of people are really you know, giving you some, uh, some support and encouragement online. And that's the kind of momentum and activity we need to see more of.
1: You're right, Jonathan. Many times the other side that's against us has uh, money that backs them, whether it's doctors or whether it's whatever, special interest groups. So we have to really, really raise our voice as the grassroots and make this a very high profile bill and ask, like you say, respectfully, but really, really urge that it get done this session. And by the way, the end of the session is the 19th. We don't have much time. So I I I was just going to say, I like your thought about thanking the members of the constitutional rights and remedies bill, uh, uh, committee. And by the way, you can find all the stuff on Texas legislature online. It's got everything you ever want to know about any bill, any committee. But too often we forget to thank people and we just attack for what we don't get. And so you have very timely words there.
0: Well, and look, you know, you and I sat through the whole committee hearing. A lot of people testified. It's not the first hearing that's happened in the House. There's been others. The Senate's had a lot. And, and we've consistently seen young women. We've seen parents. We've seen You know, people from a lot of different backgrounds, people that are Democrats and liberals, right, that have come forward in support of this legislation. And so um, and and that's the heart of it. Right. You care about people. You care about protecting women, protecting girls. There is a legitimate concern. UIL couldn't even tell us the full scope of the problem. Right. They're getting all these calls. They couldn't even give an exact number. And so um, before this gets out of control, I think we have a great opportunity. And you spend time. I mean, there was an Idaho legislator that came here, there's no question that this impacts other people's lives and it will impact them negatively if we don't do something about it. And even though this bill's about high school, that also could impact their ability to play sports in college or get scholarships to advance their education.
1: You're right. We hope to get that added or at least by next legislative session to protect the college girls, but just saying it's not okay in high school and junior high will help. There won't be a bunch of biological males who've been playing on the girls' sports to come and fill those spots, and unless they come from other states. So it sets a standard, and I think that we've accomplished a lot, and we are hearing from all over the country that they are counting on Texas, because this will set the standard and help it get passed in other states.
0: Well, there's no question. And Texas won't be the first state. There are eight, I think, maybe nine states that have done this already. There are over 30 that have considered it. A lot of activity on this issue. And sort of that old, you know, conflict has been renewed now that Biden is in um, the White House. He's put out some things suggesting that their policy would be uh, would really attack these type of common sense policies that we're trying to pass in Texas. And look, you know, without this in law, I think everyone would agree. I mean, that's really what's been done in sports all along. Right, you you have to produce a birth certificate. Um, That is incredible. We're not. There's nothing new about this. This bill just makes it clear that in in case there's any confusion, you use the birth certificate nearest to birth. I mean, I think the bill's like a page and a half long, right? I mean, it's it's really short and simple. That's all we're doing here. All these other arguments people are bringing up um, really have nothing to do with this. And you've got support from people in the LGB community, right? Some lesbian lesbian, and gay people that have testified and, and showed their support and said, look, we got to have a consistent standard. And that does benefit. And, and look, that means people that consider themselves transgender, they'll have a sport to play. They just have to play by the same rules as everybody else
1: exactly that's so true if you it even came up in the hearing as you know um, one particular well actually two lesbian um, members of the house who were speaking up there on the dais brought up about playing sports as lesbians it helped them whatever accept themselves and so I brought up these groups that you're talking about nationwide wolf and others that are saying wait a minute lesbian, girls in athletics don't want to get beat by lo- by biological males any more than anyone else does.
0: Yeah, I'm going to look this group up again just to make sure that um, I understand what the organization is or what it's called WOLF. I mean, we've, we've talked about it at hearings, but a lot of times people are not aware of it. Um, I'm going to see if a member of my team can pull this up to, uh, to remind me the name of the group, but they've been active on these issues a lot and, and it shows the diversity of groups, if you will. This is the let's see wolf stands for y'all bear with me here i'm going to pull it up on my phone um or maybe not uh i'll, I'll grab it in just a second
1: ethan do you remember what is it stands for
0: um I mean, and, and so like, yeah. this is a liberal organization that has come out in support and they're, and they're not the only one then you've got people to save women's sports movement which is a bipartisan movement and others that have come forward um on these issues and i don't want to make too much of that i just want people to understand that um there's a lot of Broadness, if you will, to the support. And it's become very bipartisan because I think it's common sense for a lot of folks. And so, um, you know, look, and, and the key here now is let's get this bill to the floor. Got to go through calendars. I don't think there should be any issues there, but get it to the floor. And once it gets to the floor, I think the majority of votes are going to be there. And I think people are going to realize we're not really doing a whole lot here, but enough to set a standard and make it clear. And so I'm going to read real quick. This is the, uh, the group I was talking about is the Women's liberation front and they're fighting at the front line of feminism. Okay. And so, you know, that's not a group that I know all that well, that are typically aligned on a lot of the issues. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just, that way people can understand you've got a lot of folks from, you know, you want to call both different sides of the aisle or that are different, you know, not usually connected on some of these issues, that they see common ground there. And, and I think that's, um, that's important. I think that's a good sign that this legislation, it's the right time to get it done. Um, and so, yeah. Representative Swanson, you, you, um, you're carrying this in the House, right? I, I know a lot of members have come to your support in aid. Uh, and, and I know you care about the issues, you, you know, you've been up there for hours, describing it, explaining it. And so some people are going to, I know they're going to try to tear you down. They're going to try to come, uh, come up with ways. But this issue, while you've been leading it, it really is about uh, young women and, and really having fairness in sports. Um, it's not about you, your team, even though they're doing a great job. It's about all these, these thousands of, of young ladies and women in the state of Texas that deserve this protection.
1: Absolutely, Jonathan. We have to protect the 332,000 girls in Texas that are playing sports. And then that's just currently, what about all the girls to come? We've got to stop this set a standard and say, you must play by your biological sex,
0: which is determined
1: it. by the birth certificate.
0: That's right. That's right. Cause there, there's been a report. There's been a 3,800% increase in requests by state agency for Uh, for there to be changes in birth certificates. I mean, the numbers are going through the roof. And so we're just going to see this this issue, um, this problem get worse. We've got an opportunity now to solve it. It is interesting, as we kind of conclude here for a second, you're seeing some business entities and others try to put out letters and, oh, this is going to hurt the economy. They've been saying that for years, whether it's the heartbeat law, election integrity, border security. And every year, Texas comes out the best state for business. But I think it's ironic or just noteworthy, right? That on the same day, they're trying to put this letter out saying, oh, all these businesses are going to leave texas just you know after we pass a heartbeat law and election integrity and border security uh, the legislature did uh here's elon musk and tesla saying (laughs) we're moving to austin how's that working out for you okay for for the people that are trying to create this narrative i mean it just is there's no truth to it i mean it's a what it's a paper tiger it's you know um the boy crying wolf i mean they keep saying it and, and the opposite keeps happening and so and i think you see members too starting to go you know, really sort of ignoring that argument. but They keep trying to make that argument and they keep getting presented with evidence that shows the complete opposite, you know, and, and I don't want to make too much of that, but its it will matter a lot to some extent in this discussion to point out the truth of what's really happening.
1: Absolutely. It has not hurt any of the states that have passed this so far and the states are doing great economically. But one point I made when a Democrat on the committee brought that up in the hearing is not only do I not believe it will hurt our economy, but how can we even consider whether some billionaire has a few more dollars in their pocket if we're going to have to throw our girls across the state under the bus so that somebody can enrich themselves?
0: That's right. You, you can't put a price on this type of fairness, and, and we should be led to believe that that's relevant. And so it, it works well in this setting that it's not true to begin with that Um, Texas will continue to thrive and they have for years when when legislation that's common sense and conservative often in nature is passed and that's reflected in uh, our economy and more people continuing to want to move here but it also is good to call out and say we shouldn't even be suggesting that though that uh, these things are for sale. Uh, Fairness the safety and protection of women and young girls in the state of Texas is not for sale. It never should be and we certainly wouldn't allow that on our watch and I know Representative Swanson wouldn't HB 25 goes a long way to make that clear. And so we encourage people to contact your legislators. Let's get this bill done next week. It's, you know, it's coming to the floor. I don't know when, but I know that's what we're anticipating um, some work to do. But in the meantime, an opportunity to reach out to Representative Swanson. Right. Calling all your friends, Representative Swanson. Let's get everybody together. Uh, We're proud of the work you're doing and we believe in you and we know you can make it happen.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. And thank you to everybody. And if you can't remember HB 25, just write everybody and ask them to save girls sports. They'll know exactly what you're talking
0: about. Excellent. Well, I look forward to seeing you on the floor next week with a lot more friends as we continue this momentum in the direction of getting HB 25 passed. And Sabres and Valerie Swanson has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report.
1: Thank you. As
0: she moves along with her schedule, I'm going to do just a little bit of wrap-up, a few minutes of wrap-up. As I mentioned, I'm inside our new studio right here in our suite, 900 Congress. I could not be more excited. We've been working on this for months, all right? Now, we've got some more details we're going to show you with our um, studio, but we're still working out a couple of kinks to get everything done. And um, as Representative Swanson uh, checks out from our Zoom, we're going to – we're going to continue the conversation for just another minute. And, and look, this is an appropriate time. It's never a bad time, in my opinion, but to consider a tax-deductible donation to Texas Values. We're working every day during the regular and special sessions of the Texas Capitol. We're trying to bring new and innovative technology with our new in-house studios so we can have better sound quality, better video quality. We can get more attention and um, information out to you through the technology we're using. We can reach more people so they can be equipped to know what's happening. I haven't even touched on what happened with the heartbeat law. All right, Just so everyone knows, there was a court decision. There was a judge's ruling on the Texas heartbeat law, but the Texas heartbeat law is still in effect. People can still file lawsuits in federal court, even though the ruling uh, primarily pertained to state court. Now, there there was a ruling that um, halted the Texas heartbeat law in certain circumstances, um, it doesn't allow county, excuse me, judges and state court. It clerks to accept these type of lawsuits, which I don't even know that that's ever been done before, that we've had a law that says only like certain people in lawsuits can't even be filed. I mean, and I don't always think that it's um, that, that it's a benefit when people file things that um you know that really don't have any merit to them, but that's how our system works. You you don't you don't get prevented from filing in court. You get to give it a shot, and then you know if you don't have a good argument to make, you're thrown out of court. But um, but, but I'm not aware of really anything where you can't even go up to the clerk's office and say I want to file this. That's how desperate. That's how far-reaching that the court had to go. I mean, this is a bogus legal opinion. Um, I mean, and it's and really it feels like. They came up with a decision and then they wrote an opinion to see how they could make it match up because there's really no merit to it. And what else would you expect from an Obama appointee? right? To come with a decision like this, but it's far from over. We feel very confident that within the next day or so, if not earlier, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals is going to reverse this decision. And I'm hearing it reported, Planned Parenthood at least, is still not performing abortions because they know the window's not really open for them. Here's the other thing about Texas people It also works sort of retroactively that, or or and um, it's, um, you're held accountable to it and liable for your actions, even if a judge has ruled against the law, law, well, if the judge later on appeal upholds the law, you're still liable for those things that happened during that time period, all right? And so because the law is in effect, it has not been struck down as unconstitutional. Um, it went into effect on September 1. And so it's important for people to know that. And I think that's a good reason why Planned Parenthood uh, has not resumed abortions, even though there's been some reports that other abortion entities, um, maybe one or two, have started doing that. But uh, they're going to find themselves in a really tough spot. That they're going to regret, in my opinion. But you know, you have to just think for a second how desperate and focused they are on taking life. That they're celebrating. Oh, there's a court ruling. Let's rush over to the, you know, to the abortion facility and take a baby's life as soon as we can. I mean, it just is. I mean, it's it's breathtaking, right? I mean, not to make too much of a pun. I mean, it it starts it stops your heart for a second, which is exactly what abortion does. Abortion stops a beating heart, and I find it interesting, if not notable to say the least, the media is trying so hard to stop calling it the Texas heartbeat law, because that's what it is, right? And you see them do this all the time, right? There'll be a name that comes out with a piece of legislation and law that everybody's talking about, and they don't like it. So they'll change it to something else, even though nobody else is calling it that. And over time, they can have that impact. So you see them doing that here, right? They sort of called it heartbeat law at the beginning, because You know, they wanted to make sure people knew what they were talking about. And then when they realized that narrative, in my opinion, wasn't working and the left was complaining, I saw it all over social media. Stop calling it the heartbeat law. You know, that's not fair. And making the suggestion that the baby, you know, it's not even clear if a baby really has a heart. And that's what you're hearing. You know, that's some kind of echo on a sonogram machine. I mean, all these wild and ridiculous statements center around the fact that everyone gets it. We understand that if you have a beating heart, there's life. And if you're stopping a beating heart, that is death. That is taking a life. And that is such a strong and and not that it's about whether or not it's strong enough. It's just true. OK, it's not hard to understand. People connect with it just instinctively so look i expect that to get overturned very quickly but in the meantime it doesn't mean that the heartbeat law is not still in effect we're grateful for the way the bill was written in order to be in that type of position but we need to continue to educate people over 5,500 lives have been saved with a heartbeat law other states are considering it check out texasheartbeatlaw.com the website we have set up with a lot of information and resources but also want to say too as i was mentioning continue to consider investing in our work our budget's about 1.7 million. Go to txvalues.org, make a tax-deductible donation today. As a matter of fact, we got a great event coming up. Do you know who Eric Metaxas is? He's only a number one best-selling author with several books. He is going to keynote the Texas Values Gala on November 6th in Houston. We're going to have a lot of other friends there. We're going to give out some awards. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a lot to celebrate, a lot to look forward to. But we're going to hope to raise some money, too, and hope that Eric Metaxas gets you real excited about some of the work we're doing and the things that he's been involved in. Go to txvalues.org. Get those tickets today. The gala is on November 6th in Houston, the Faith, Family, and Freedom Gala. We're going to have a good time. I need to check my time real quick. How am I doing on time? Two minutes left. Okay, I'm in good shape. So we do a gala every year. Usually we rotate and alternate, if you will, between Houston and Dallas. So there'll be an event in Dallas, but it'll, it'll by the design, be a little bit smaller scale. It'll be at lunch on December 8th. And we haven't announced our keynote speaker then, but we are set for December 8th from 1130 to 1. You want to start getting your tickets for that event in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. But the bigger one and the one that's coming up very soon in less than 30 days is the uh, Faith, Family, and Freedom Gala in Houston. I believe it's at the Weston uh, Memorial, Memorial City. Beautiful hotel. We had events there before. Just gorgeous at night as well. And as you start getting to this time of year, sometimes they'll have it dressed up for Christmas or some nice Thanksgiving stuff. could be a great night. Stay the night, have some breakfast in the morning or go over to Memorial city mall, go to the Galleria, wherever you want to go around that area and have a good time. You know, I know a little bit about Houston grew up born and raised in H town. And so we'll see how the Astros are doing this weekend, but November 6th, faith, family and freedom gala, Eric Metaxas is going to be our keynote speaker. And look, there's a lot going to happen between now and then we're going to have a special session wrapped up. So we'll have some updates. But we have probably had one of the busiest years that we've had in quite some time, and we need to raise some money that night and continue to be strong for that next battle going into next year. We're going to have a lot of our resources exhausted because there's a constitutional amendment election protecting religious freedom. You've got to vote for Prop 3, okay? That's November 2nd, our state constitutional amendment. we got to make it permanent in our state constitution that a government can never close a church or shut down a religious organization for any reason. So that's going to be on November 2nd. We'll be talking more about that at the gala. But Eric Metaxas headlining the Texas Values Gala, November 6th, this event sells out every year. Do not wait until the last minute. People always come in, you know, they come the day before the event, you know, almost knocking on your door. You got any tickets left? Sorry, sold out. Don't wait. Get one of those tickets towards the front. Have a great time. Check it out. TXValues.org is the website where you can learn not only about our gala on November 6th with Eric Metaxas, but you can learn more about the work that we're doing for faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.